You're listening to episode 58 of the STEM Space. Have you ever thought about doing invention convention at your school? Even if you don't plan on it, today we're talking about the why and how to get your students thinking more like innovators. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hey, Claire, how's it going? Good. I am on stress level max, but everything is okay. (laughs) Is this related to this big project that your students are working on? Yes. Invention convention is this week. So yes, it has been an amazing experience, really intense, but the kids are getting so much out of it. And I am so excited for so many reasons for the competition to be here. Well, how about you give us an overview? What is invention convention? Okay. So invention convention is looks like science fair. A lot of teachers are more familiar with that, but it focuses on design. So think engineering design process and innovation. So students have to come up with an original idea that they then give a pitch for during a competition, kind of like think of Shark Tank. You like to watch Shark Tank, right? Okay. So they come up with an idea that solves a problem. They have to figure out how to pitch this as a solution to the problem. They have to build a prototype that would show the judges their concept and how it works. If their prototype doesn't work, that's okay. It just has to be able to demonstrate the concept. And then they have to do market research and do a survey of people who would be the target audience of using their innovation or invention. And so it's really a great way for kids to get exposed to entrepreneurship and be able to use the engineering design process that we do all year and apply it to kind of a real world scenario. Is there a theme each year or are they kind of able to tackle whatever they want? That's a great question. So my school has never done it before. So this is our first year and there was no theme, but I love in the future, the idea of having some sort of theme. I think you know, in creativity, a lot of times we think about not putting too many constraints on something and that making it easier for kids to do or them to be more creative if you don't put constraints. But it's actually the opposite that's true. We've talked about this in a previous podcast before, but if you do provide some sort of constraints like a theme, it actually helps their creativity more because they're able to tie in previous experiences. You could bring it into some of the things that you're already learning in the classroom. So we might do a space theme in the future. Of course, that would be my favorite. (laughs) And there's so many opportunities there to think about what we could use in space in the future as we're thinking about how to colonize the moon or to Mars. Mm -hmm. You're going to need probably a Starbucks there, but let's, you know, let's reel that back and (laughs) maybe not Starbucks, but you know, what? what does it look like to brew coffee on Mars? You know, there's going to be something that you're going to have to come up with that doesn't already exist. So I think that would be a really fun way to take that the next level in the future. And so for your students, though, you just like let them. So you prompted them with you can invent anything like that was the prompt (laughs) because that's very intimidating. It is. And first we had to talk about before I even said you're going to do this project. We talked about 
what inventions are and the difference between invention and innovation. Really, invention is a word that is pretty much impossible (laughs) in this day and age. There's always going to be something that you're building upon, which makes it an innovation. It's not totally new. There's usually some sort of technology or design that you're pulling from something else, whether it's we've talked about in the past, my invention of the double-sided mailbox. That's not an invention. It's an innovation. You're just adding another door on the other side. But right. Um, yeah, so it's really important to be able to distinguish that first. And then we talked about ways that you generate ideas. So throughout the year, I would give these little brain teasers that we've talked about before, some bell ringer activities of allowing my kids to be able to just come up with random ideas. Well, how, how do you come up with more ideas than just one? And how do you focus on, it doesn't have to be the best groundbreaking out of this world idea, just something different. You know, look at something around the room. How many ways can you think of to use a paperclip? What can you use it for that you've never thought of? Just simple things. And as we built upon these tools, then I said, okay, now this year, you're going to do a project where you have to come up with some sort of innovation or invention. And you're going to have to generate ideas because your first idea is probably not going to be the one you go with. Hmm. So I, I tried to make it more of a you know, bite-sized project than just throwing it at them because it is really intimidating at first. A question, does does the invention or innovation need to be a physical something or can it be like a service or an app? Like what are the constraints around this? That is a great question. And it can definitely be some sort of service as long as there's a physical component to it. So an app still has a physical component. It's something that you have to create. So there's a creation. It's not just an idea of, oh, what if in the world we solved hunger? Like that's not an innovation. There has to be something that actually you create to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. But most, I don't think any of my students did anything that wasn't a physical product. I think they all did. Interesting. And so how did they do in the beginning when you first presented this um, project and you're like, okay, let's come up with something. How did they do? They struggled. I mean, it it really is an intimidating project. The thing that they struggled with the most, like I mentioned previously, was trying to come up with the best idea ever. Right. This is going to change the world. And I was like, no, like think of simple problems that you have every day. Like I talked about, you know, right now I'm very pregnant. <laughs> I was like, I have trouble putting on my shoes. That's my problem Ooh. in the morning. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's where you don't want to have those lace shoes, just like any kind of slip on shoe, right? Yes. Which apparently there's already an invention. That's like this extender thing that you put your shoe on and then it's, it like has handles. And so you can like a stirrup. <laughs> put on your shoe. I know. I was like, that's genius. So somebody saw the same problem and solved it. So there were many times where my kids would get discouraged because they'd be like, oh, I have an idea. It solved this problem. This is what you could do. And so I'd look up to see if there was a patent because it's really important to make sure that your idea is novel. And even even if it doesn't exist on the market, there can't be a patent for it. Mm. Which There's tons of patents that nobody has actually created, which is also one of those things that once you get kids diving into that, they're like, ooh, I want to make this then and then sell it, you know, because nobody else has. It's like, there's a patent. So somebody actually owns the idea. Uh, You got to buy it from them. Yeah, (laughs) right. So there's 
so many times where my students would be like, oh, I have this awesome idea. I'd look it up and it exists. And they'd be like totally defeated, like shut down. So we had to work on that. And this is another way that we talk about failure is failure of an idea, not just you're testing something that fails. Your idea is not something that's going to work. So it was a great lesson there. We always talk about how important failure is and we need to teach our students and give them more opportunities to fail. So that's also another great reason to do invention convention. How are they doing now? So have you gotten past that place where now they have ideas, they're excited, what's going on? Yes, they all are about, they should be done by now, but I know several of them are still (laughs) still struggling a little bit, mostly on the survey. Market research is something that my students have never done before. So I'm doing this with third grade through seventh grade. And why? Because it's amazing. Uh, okay, pause there. Uh, Who's, well, I don't want to call anybody out, but <laughs> which grades maybe have the better ideas? Can I ask that? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a really tough thing because I feel like the students who you would expect to have good ideas do. And then you always have the, I guess I should phrase it like this. As kids get into middle school, like they have that, I want to be cool. I don't want to do a lot of work. That kind of mentality. They have the potential to be awesome because they've had so much more practice in this kind of thing, but then they have the pushback of hormones. So there's that. Peer pressure. And yes, I bet their invention needs to be something that their peers would also think is cool. Exactly. And then my third graders are more creative. I think they, you know, haven't been bogged down by the system Mm -hmm. yet and being like, no, things need to be exactly like this. And they don't feel like they need to be really cool yet. So they're really creative, but sometimes their ideas are like, uh, okay. You know, sure. (laughs) Creative. That's interesting. I don't know if people would actually buy that. Can you give me some examples? (laughs) Like, give me some examples of like wild ideas that you had to shoot down. Do you have Uh, any good ones? Oh man, there, well, a lot of them had to do with drones and robots. So that's like the go-to kids are like, oh, I want a robot that can clean my room and do my homework for me. Like, that's not really an invention. Like their robots exist and you have to, even if you can't build the prototype, it doesn't have to work. You need to know how it would work. (laughs) So you need to understand the programming, understand how it would do your homework. And you don't, you don't know how to, how to do that. So I had to do a lot of um, squashing of dreams, which is kind of sad. (laughs) So Uh, what, well, what are some of the results? Like what did they come up with? So there are still some interesting ones that I'm like, I don't know if there's a market for that, but good idea. Like there's a fishing pole that has three different poles that goes to one reel so that you can catch three fish at once. Like, but then you have to get them to, three fish to get on the hook at once. But what if you just catch one fish? You have to reel all three in? Yes. Ah. So I was like, you know, okay, sure. I mean, thinking outside the box, maybe there's something there. So they're doing that one. Another, a lot of fishing ones, actually. There's another one that was a a net that senses when something's in it. Because sometimes you can't feel, I guess, when you're pulling up a Mm. fish in a net. It's like, oh, that's a good idea to have a sensor. Nice. Yeah, that one of my uh, favorite ones, which is something that I was like, I I need this, 
is it was a simple solution. That's why I liked it so much is because I love when they have practical problems and practical solutions. And this group, there are seventh graders came up with a, they're like little tongs that have suction cups on the end. And you take it to the grocery store for when you have those ridiculous plastic bags to put the produce in and you can't open them. Mm, yeah. But we're in a pandemic. You can't lick your fingers, right? <laughs> you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. I always will like touch the cilantro to get my fingers oh, wet. That's smart. And then open them. But I just really like the smell of cilantro. So I think I'm just creepy that way. And I always touch the cilantro. <laughs> just the I, one touching just, the cilantro. <laughs> just so I can smell my fingers. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. But, <laughs> but, but these tongue things, and they actually will grip either side of the bag and open it for you. And I was like, yes, and you can carry Brilliant. that in your purse. That is an actual problem that is very annoying in a grocery store. Yes. So I'm really excited about that one. My own daughter is in Ooh, Invention Convention. Yes, I was going to say, I participated in market research. <laughs> yes, you did. And she was so excited about this one, um, knowing that she's going to have a baby sister soon. She asked me what problems come up with that. And I said, well, you know, you girls are really active and stuff. And when we go camping or to sporting events, like I'll have to be rocking this baby to sleep and I won't know where to put her. She's like, well, what if you had like a bed and attached to a rocking chair that's like those folding camping chairs that you could take on the go? It's like, yeah, because then you could rock the baby while you sit in the chair and then put the baby down in the bassinet and it's all attached. You could keep rocking and the baby just fall asleep. I loved it. Awesome. I gave her high marks in my market <laughs> research, not because it was your daughter, but I really thought <laughs> it was a good idea. Yeah. So a lot of really great ideas that I'm, I'm just excited for the kids to be excited about it. So I hope they don't, the, the problem with competitions is because I don't want them to take away, oh, I didn't get first place. Mm -hmm. It's like, but you had an amazing idea and look at all that you learned. And so I'm trying to navigate that with them. And what do we do next? Like after the first and second place winners are going to advance and hopefully go on to nationals, which will be amazing. But what about everybody else? Yep. So I'm trying to figure out what can you do with this? I want to bring in entrepreneurs and talk to them about, hey, if you really like your idea, keep going with it. Mm -hmm. Look, this is how you would file a patent. This is how you might start a business. I love that. So I want to make sure they know what to do than just this is a school project. Some advice from running the colony competitions with Space Club. Yeah. That was something I also struggled with. I was like, I mean, do we just do the colony project and then make it like a showcase where parents ooh and awe and everybody's excited? But there's something about a competition that is so motivating to kids that I feel like gets them to be more excited and invested. And then the award ceremony, there's like all the energy. But what's critical is what you do right after. So we would have a, a debrief with each team. And so it happened the week after, whenever I would go to the space club meetings, and I would individually sit down with the team and I'd be like, how did it go? What did you learn? And really just try to focus on the whole process of like, look how you guys took paper and cardboard and build this amazing thing. I would share quotes from the judges, like they would, judges would leave me notes for each of the teams. So I kept it very positive. And even for those that didn't like score well, never told them their score, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? 
I get like very constructive and like, what could we do better next time, especially if they're sixth and seventh graders. And I think that really helped them kind of come out of the, oh, we didn't win. Like this sucks. I don't want to do this to like, okay, what was important is we like worked as a team and everybody got a party, you know, to like celebrate the success of like investing your time. So I think that was a good way to kind of handle it. That's great advice. Yeah, I'll definitely plan on doing something like that. And like you said, keep it positive. I'm the only person that will know any of the scores. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I don't try to gear them up like only a few people will get to advance, but that's okay. Right. You invented something like that's incredible. Yeah. So. And so we gave every kid a medal. So it was like you were at the competition, you had to build something, right? There was like all these things I had to meet. And then they would get a medal for like completion of this colony project. So giving them some like sense of accomplishment, but unfortunately not everybody can win because then like, what's the point, right? Kids can see right through it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But that's really exciting. So how is the judging happening? Like, tell me about that. Yeah. So having never have done this as an educator before, it's been interesting. I have four judges that are going to judge each project. And so I'll have to go through the rubric that I really like how the invention convention is set up through the Henry Ford Foundation, I think is what it is. I'll link to it in the show notes. But they're the ones that provide this free curriculum that you can find on their website that I'm also going to link that has all these different lessons to work up towards everything as well as a kit for those who are doing judging. There's a rubric that they give you the judging form so you can do it in your own, like your local invention convention. And they even walk you through how to do all that. I really like the judging form because the emphasis is on the design process. You score the most points in how you are talking about the problem and the solution, your building of the prototype, you testing it, doing the market research, There is very little points put on your display board and how fancy it is and things that don't really matter anyway, right? right? Because these are kids, you know, but they should understand what the process is. So I'm going to be working with the judges on making sure that they understand that there's a logbook that they have to use that the students have that the judges will be going through that details all the processes that they thought of as they were thinking of an invention to building it. So I think it's really done well in how, what you should be judged on. And even though none of my judges have done invention convention before, I think they will be able to see it's the process over the product. We definitely need to have a follow-up episode of how that actually goes, right? How the judging goes and your students' reactions and that the whole thing. But I wonder, why did you want to do invention convention with your students? That's a great question. So we did science fair last year. And I don't know if this is a popular opinion or not, but I do not like science fair. (laughs) I did not tell my kids this. (laughs) Same. I have done science fair as a kid. And I've judged science fairs. And I mean, it's okay. You tell me what you think. (laughs) I mean, all right. So how science fair is typically done is kids will do research in library or on the internet and find a project that's been done before. Some sort of science thing, like let's turn a carnation different colors by sticking parts of its stem and different colored. It's a cookbook lab. Yes. 
Exactly. It's yeah. like they predetermined steps that they have to follow. And I guess the idea is you're doing something you're interested in probably, but oh, they're finding something that's easy. And like afterwards, we kind of had a debrief because I was trying to understand like, what do we get out of this? It was my first year teaching and it was like, a, oh, this is what we do at this school. We do science fair. So like, okay. But I was trying to like understand like, why, why do we do science fair? What, what have you learned from this? And kids learn nothing. There is nothing that they got out of this. I was like, do you learn scientific method, which we know really isn't a thing anymore? I know you could talk volumes in that. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is that it's really meant to be like inquiry. So Mm -hmm. kids are supposed to wonder about something and get information, but the teacher has to be there to guide it. And doing that on an individual level is extremely difficult to do well. I've been to the one that I judged as a high school level, and those are actually pretty awesome because it was Mm -hmm. like a regional And they were doing all sorts of very innovative kind of scientific experiments, but like one was looking at traffic patterns, you know, and how we can improve that. So there was like an engineering element to it. So I think it can be done well, but it's usually not because it's too hard to manage from the teacher's perspective. I imagine is what happened. Like kids just go on the internet and look up a project that is easy, like you said, and just to get it done. Yes. And you did high school is what you said Mm -hmm. you did judging. So maybe elementary level is just, it's just too much. It's, it's really it's too much overwhelming. for Overwhelming, yeah. Yeah. I had 60 students and I was like, I can't sit down with all no. of you and make sure you're asking questions and I'm able to direct you. It just, it didn't it's work. hard enough to do science teaching for one topic for your <laughs> whole class well, let alone individual projects. So, and yeah. then Invention Convention though, did you do this as a kid? I did. So I did this twice as a kid. I think I was in third grade and then fifth grade. Oh, I you were it. little. I was little. Yeah. yeah. What did you invent? Um, okay. So the first time was the double-sided mailbox. Oh, it was from this. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe that was fifth grade. I can't remember. The other one was really ridiculous though. <laughs> I need to know. Um, it was called the zit outfit and it was these, <laughs> these uh, like medicated stickers that you could put on if you had a pimple uh-huh. and it would be cool because it would be like a decorative <laughs> something. So was it medicated? Put on your face. Yeah. So it helped get rid of the pimple, but also look cool. <laughs> so it was meant to be worn like, so like during the day, not yeah. like an overnight. No, <laughs> it's like a bandaid you put on your face. So maybe this was like reflective of a problem you had that you were trying to <laughs> yeah. solve. I guess so. Yeah. It was oh, that's awful. cute though. <laughs> like princess design. Like what were the designs? Polka yeah, dots? Like smiley faces or a ladybug. <laughs> you know, that's really funny. Real trendy. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you don't know what's under here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I like this more because it really is more reflective of what students' interests are. And I think teachers can teach to it better. It's not an individual, like with science fair, like you said, you have to like be like, oh, these kids want to do plants. Let's, okay, y'all need to learn about photosynthesis first and we need to, you know, do this. But invention convention, you can provide the same tools, creativity tools to the whole class. And then they will use those to come up with different solutions to solve actual real world problems, which is what we're trying to raise these kids to do. 
is to be able to use what they know from other classes or science concepts, pull in some math, and be able to apply those to the real world to hopefully make improvements for the next generation. So this really encompasses, I think, the spirit of STEM, um, which is why I love it so much. So speaking of innovation tools, we've talked about several in previous episodes. And now I have a toolkit, a product that we'll link in the show notes that you can use for invention convention or really any kind of design project to help your kids step-by-step kind of generate ideas. So there's several different ways that they can generate ideas. Sometimes some tools don't work for some kids. Sometimes other ones are more effective. So I would check that out. It's been really invaluable for my students with this project. And we've been using it throughout the year for other projects as well. Yeah, I really like some of these tools. And you've posted like teasers of them on social media, like debug uh, something. And yeah, give us like an example, because they're just like really cool ideas. So a common one that I think we take for granted is merging things. So a lot of innovations were created just by merging two simple concepts. So think of the wheelchair. I mean, you're just adding wheels to a chair, but think of how many lives it made a difference in, right? So what we'll do for that is I'll have students just come up with five different items and they have to number them. And then they ask a, they come up with some random number between one and five. They say three and they ask their neighbor, Hey, what was your number three on your list? And they have to get that item and try to match it with all of the items on their list and say, Oh, well, what kind of innovative, uh, helpful solution can I come up with by just combining two of these items? And they usually come up with some really fun ideas, things that you never would have thought would be useful before. So, um, one of them was, a uh, Somebody came up with a hammer shoe. So wait, instead of what? having to, a hammer shoe. So if you're trying to. Wait, you use your shoe as a hammer? Yes. Huh. Yeah. So have you ever like, I was thinking about this the other day because it happened to me. There's carpet staples or nails that will nail down carpet when you're doing a transition, like from my hardwood floor into a carpeted room. Mm-hmm. And eventually sometimes they work themselves up. And if you step on them, it really hurts. Yeah. And then you have to like find where it is and then get a hammer and try to try to nail it back down. Well, if you had a hammer shoe, which is kind of like a tap shoe. Right. You just stomp on it and done. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. It's like carpenters would use that instead yeah. of having to, you know, have shoulder issues or something. But I'm just like imagining the scenario. <laughs> like you're, you know, in a house like, oh, but let me grab my shoe. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you never know what yeah. they might come up with. And see that it's really useful. So that's very cool. Well, I'm excited to talk again after you survive invention convention. So best of luck to all your students that are participating this week and to all those judges. Yes. (laughs) But I'm sure it'll be a great experience and we'll post all the resources that you've been using and all about invention convention in the show notes. But for now, STEM space out. Thank you.